welcome to Caught My Ear. This is a music podcast where two music-obsessed mates get together to talk about the music they've been listening to, as well as a sprinkling of news topics. You are listening to episode 18. My name is Maddie. My name is Vivian. And first off, we will start by um, going into some news items that have been happening this week. So what have you got for us? So starting off, we have... Another update on yes. the Woodstock saga. <laughs> Yet another one. What is this, like the fourth update? I know. So we should count how many updates we've done because it's been a lot. Yeah, so, this is insane. This is coming from The Guardian, written by Edwin Edward Helmore. Sorry. So it says, Woodstock 50, troubled festival in doubt after relocation to Maryland. So it says, Organisers of Woodstock 50 Anniversary Festival are planning to move the event to suburban Maryland in a last-ditch effort to salvage the half-centennial celebrations of the era-defining defining hippie love in. The festival is now due to take place at the Merriweather Post Pavilion, a 32,000-capacity venue about 250 miles south of the original Woodstock site in Bethel, New York. It is scheduled to run from 16th to the 18th of August. The anniversary event has been spiralling out of control after the original ticket release was delayed, headliners including the Black Keys pulled out, and its financial backers, Dentsu Ages, walked away, claiming the right to cancel the event entirely. Organisers who include Woodstock 69's original promoter, Michael Lang, initially decided that the original site was too small to hold enough people. They then lost the the right to hold it at a larger venue in Watkins Glen, New York, after failing to make a payment. Less than a month ago, a third site at Vernon Downs in New York fell through when local officials said safety plans were worthless. Wow. (laughs) That's a lot to take in. Yeah. So, pretty bad. This is... So, so they're trying to hold it in Maryland now. Yes, at a 32,000 capacity. So, so many things have gone wrong for these poor organisers. And now they apparently have settled on this place. Okay. It's still taking place in August. Still? Yes. What, like, next month? Yes. Literally, probably, I think it's like three weeks from now, which is... Oh my god. <laughs> Could you imagine? Like, that is terrifying. Even, even to me. So I'm such, like an, or- like, an organizational freak. If I was, like, planning, like, a party... I know. ...in three weeks' time, and I didn't have a venue... I know. Other than my own house, I'd be like freaking out. How are they how are they still trying to do this? I don't know, but it also says in the article, it's not clear whether the original lineup, which included Jay Z, Miley Cyrus and Halsey, are obliged to perform if the event is held so far away. A source told the Associated Press that Jay Z, who was due to close the festival, had indeed pulled out. But it's not right. confirmed. Yeah, so the like lineup <laughs> for three weeks time. <laughs> Hasn't been confirmed because yeah, like for obvious reasons. For obvious reasons, and I mean, fair for the artists to you know look after themselves in this case because it's yeah. like so so much has happened. It's a mess. I would be severely worried if I had bought tickets. Oh yeah, like I would be what so. What would worried. you do? Would you go? I think you would. And I read somewhere in a different article, um, tickets range from like $200 to $600, depending on the like package you got. Okay. So all those people who would have gotten like the VIP sort of, you know, experience. I wonder if they'll still... They would just be crying right now. (laughs) 
would be so depressed. It would be so sad. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, I guess honestly, considering that it's less than a month away, we're probably gonna hear more about this. And you know what? We're gonna bring it to you. <laughs> hear it. Hear it first. Yep. Oh so my god. We shall wait and see what happens to Woodstock Fifty. Yikes! Wait till August until. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Anyway, we'll move on. Moving on. Um, I have a update for all of you Lizzo fans. Ooh. So even though <laughs> Truth Hurts was released in 2017. It has now um, been officially confirmed that it's eligible for this year's Grammy Awards and Billboard Awards. Controversy. Very controversial. (laughs) So there was like a statement put out by Billboard and it says, quote, This lighthearted hip-hop smash was first released in September 2017, more than a year before the start of the current eligibility year. But the Academy confirms that it will be eligible. As such, it has an excellent chance of making the finals. Oh, I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, I I'm confused as to why, because they, they haven't explained why. Yeah, and I think that's why I have an issue with it. Yeah, and I think that's why many people have an issue with it. Yeah, because I mean, they are very strict with their timelines, and yeah. artists, you know, obviously keep those timelines in mind when they release new music. Exactly. So it's just a little bit... It's almost like throwing it in those artists' face. Like, look, there's this really... It's a good song, you know. We love the song. Yeah, absolutely love it. Yeah. Here's a good song. It's made a lot of traction this year. So you know what? We're going to make it eligible. Which Mm. just completely... I think it's not fair. I don't think it's fair at all. And I don't know where they'd be able to say, oh, this is why we did it. Because it's not like a popularity contest. No, Because no. it's not like like top ten hits or whatever mm. are like the only ones eligible and no, no, all that. Exactly. It, like, it doesn't go on, you know, like how many streams or like how many plays mm. it gets. So I don't understand why, just because it's like become this like worldwide smash. That, yeah. But it was released two years ago. It makes it eligible. But yeah, because Lizzo like quote tweeted something. <laughs> And she says, everybody's going to have something to say, but I've been busting my ass for 10 years making music, touring blood, sweat, tears. When I dropped Truth Hurts, I was so depressed, I almost quit music because no one cared. This is my testimony, my hard work paying off, a reminder to never give up. Thank you. So that's what she says on the issue. And, like, I also, you know, I feel for her because, like, sometimes your stuff doesn't get appreciated right away mm. but that's the whole thing about the music industry you don't get like instant gratification when, no of course. unless you're already like a worldwide name yeah exactly so i i think if it does end up sort of you know making the finals whatnot mm. i think it will it, in a way i think it'll overshadow the song which isn't fair like yep. the controversy i think will overshadow like it's a great song yeah absolutely and you know it's fair that she defended it like that, but... It's... At the same time, it's like, if, like, if she releases new, like, newer music, like, surely, yeah, like, those following albums, singles, whatever, will get nominated for awards. Yeah. Because of the type of artist she is, and now that she has this platform... Exactly. Anything else that she brings out will, is sure to be, like, a hit. So yeah. I don't understand why she couldn't have just sort of 
like waited until the new stuff came out to like prove her self in relation to awards but then again you shouldn't have to like measure your success in awards yeah so i guess we're gonna have to wait and see uh, what happens what happens but um we'll move on to the last news story and i mean it's not really a news story. it's not really a news story but (laughs) i did find an article about it so okay it's obviously it counts yes exactly (laughs) and it involves our queen halsey so this is written by jackson langford by uh from music feeds so it says looks like halsey and bring me the horizon might be collaborating and with that vivian is dead (laughs) Just that sentence alone, Vivian has a mental breakdown. Yes. So it says, In today's episode of Who Saw This Coming, alt-pop superstar Horsey has teased an unlikely collaboration with Bring Me The Horizon on Instagram. The nightmare hitmaker took to Instagram to post a video of herself in the studio, having just finished singing. An off-camera voice says, "It's so. It sounds so cool. They then ask, Is it too crazy? To which Horsey says, No, it's sick. But the real kicker is that she's tagged, Bring me the Horizon members, Ollie Sykes and Jordan Fish in the post, which has really sent fans of both artists wild. Oh, which yes. Vivian it is. is, and she's shaking in her boots. Guys, <laughs> Halsey, as you know, is my queen. But Bring Me the Horizon, easily one of my favourite bands. And the funny thing is, like, years ago, she, like, tweeted at them. I think it was actually... And she tweeted at them at the beginning of this year when they released a new album, but I think it was last year or the year before she tweeted how she was always a fan of them and growing up whatnot, and so many people were like, oh, collaborate, collaborate, and obviously... It's finally happening. The fact that it's happening, when this song comes out, I don't care what it sounds like, I mean, I don't think it's going to be terrible, given that these two artists are amazing, but... <laughs> but... If it is, you know, not so great or whatever, I will promote it. I will love it. <laughs> we'll tweet endlessly about Literally, it. Literally, I will make sure <laughs> there is... Vivian's Twitter. Exactly. <laughs> that there is some traction because it deserves love and hasn't already come out. Anyway, oh I'm, my God. I'm obsessed with it already, so... I'm excited because, like, when Nightmare came out, we were like, you know, this alt... Yes. Like, alt pop... Punk-sy. Punk, <laughs> punk punksy. I yeah. love that. Okay. So, Punk Halsey has arisen, and now with this, like, collaboration with Bring Me the Horizon, it's just, like, following on it. And it's exactly what we thought, you know, like, this year, I reckon, is going to be Punk Halsey. Punksy. Okay, well, that's such a weird term. It is, but I feel like it fits. It fits. All right, we'll just go with Punksy. Yeah, but I, honestly, this is, you know, I will die. I'm already dying. She's already dying inside. So <sighs> I'm so excited. I'll probably have to <laughs> do this podcast on my own once that song comes out. Yeah, for that week. Gonna, Maddie, yeah. yeah. Maddie's going to be like, Vivian is in bed recovering from the song. <laughs> from the whole... Yeah. Anyway. We'll anyway. move along, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so that brings us to the end of our news segment. Uh, but before we talk about our songs uh, that we've been listening to this week... We encourage you to pause the podcast, go down to the description and listen to either the Spotify or YouTube playlist uh, for, filled with the songs that we are going to talk about so you don't get lost when we talk about something in particular or when we have trouble describing things, because we do. Because that happens very often. Yep. <laughs> so listen to them, please. <laughs> so we're going to start with Song of the Week. Maddie, what have you got for us? 
So, Song of the Week, I have a track called Blessing by Jessica Mowboy, Australia's sweetheart. Sweetheart. Absolutely <laughs> love Jess. So, um, she's released a couple of singles lately um, in, like, preparation for her new album coming out in October, I believe. And so, this song, Blessing, is very different to the other, like, because I don't know if you've heard Little Things, but it's, like, this piano ballad, like, very soft. It's it's a good song. It's a it's, good song. Yeah. Okay. But it's very different to that. It's like this upbeat like pop track with like this eight oh eight beat behind it. Like very mm, mm. um in like in style like what's you know what popular you'd now yeah. exactly. So um, and Vivian mentioned that it was sort of reminded her of like the first kind yeah. of like songs that she released. Yeah, I just immediately I think it was like the the sort of the piano like in the back like yeah. how it's like a running piano. Um I immediately took me to the first song she ever released. Throwback to 2009 with Flowrider. I don't know why. Like it's definitely got those sort of urban like track yeah. vibes and R&B influences which is obviously what it reminded me of but that's immediately where it took me <laughs> I was like oh are we in 2009 yeah nope <laughs> throwback <laughs> <laughs> 10 years ago yikes oh. but yeah this song so it's basically about like um this relationship that's broken down because someone's been betrayed and all this stuff the classic but classic love song breakup thing but um, the main sort of theme about it is, like, Jess, she, like, knows who she is. She knows her worth. She mm. knows that she's, like, this amazing, powerful, independent woman. And, you know, she's saying, like, you've lost a good thing. Like, I'm not going to save a prayer for you. I am a blessing. And there's this line in the song. I think it's in, like, the second verse or something. And it comes down. She's like, you know that I'm a 10 and you're a 3. <laughs> and I yelled when I first heard it. I was like, oh my god, the absolute like audacity to I, say yeah. that outright. The I was confidence. Like, Hell yes. Like you know your worth, Jess. Do it. It was so good. But yeah, it's such like an empowering, like upbeat mm. track. It's so good to just like chuck on and like scream out. So yeah, cool. definitely. Definitely. Yeah, she knows that she's a blessing and she doesn't care what you have to say about it. She so. doesn't care. Absolutely love this um, new one from Jess. I'm excited to see if, like, the she new continues. album leans more towards, mm. like, the sort of R&B, like, trappy yeah. yeah, type vibe, or if she does do more of her, like, piano ballads, because she suits both. Yeah, Like, she her does. voice is so versatile, and, like, she's got an amazing voice. Um, But, yeah, like, either one I'll be happy with, because she does both so well. Mm. So mm. we'll see what is to come from her new album called... Hilda oh, coming out in um, October. Yeah, it might be her middle name. Oh, I think because the way that the album art is structured, like because it has Jessica Malboy like up the top, and yeah. it's got Hilda sort of in the oh. middle, bigger. So that might be her middle name. I don't know. I'll have to do more research. That's but, cool. Yeah, so it's called Hilda coming out in October. But yeah, there's um, little things Sunday and blessing other um, singles. singles. So have nice. a listen to those, Jessica Malboy, Australian artist. Give her some love from yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically right. from Maddie. Specifically <laughs> from me. Let her know that I said hi. <laughs> if you've ever been her. <laughs> Alrighty. Oh. Song of the week, Vivian, what's yours? So uh, my song of the week this week is an older song. Um, honestly, I don't know 
how I came across this song again, but you know, I'm weird, so um, <laughs> I like to do deep dives. Yeah, I do. So it's like a stone by Audio Slave. So for those of you who don't know who Audio Slave are, they were a rock supergroup with uh, Chris Cornell as a lead singer um, from Soundgarden. Um, and the rest of the members were members from Rage Against the Machine. So you've got Tom Morello, um, Tim Comerford, and Brad Wilk. So pretty awesome, you know, bunch of awesome people, bunch of talented people in one group. But um, Like a Stone, it's... What I really love about it is it really showcases Chris Chris's vocals and as well as, like, sort of the different talents of the other band members, especially Tom Morello and his experimental, um, his experimental sort of things that he does with guitar and, like, guitar solos like he does in Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. But, um, what I really, really love about it is the fact that it's so dark, it's so moody, it's quite sparse in, in terms of instrumentation. You've really only got the um sort of like the guitar lead the percussion and the yeah, vocals there's n- yeah there's not much going on which in itself i think is a good thing because yeah it, like again like you said it like focuses on sort of chris connell's vocals yeah yeah and his vocals i just oh, he he's always been one of my favorite singers in like sort of the rock genre just because he's got this powerful like growl that he always has whenever he sings but it's mm. so melodic at the yeah, same time yeah. so it's um i don't know like he's just always been an amazing singer rest in peace gone too soon but um yeah it's just one of those songs that's always going to be a classic to me and i don't like i said i don't know how i came across it again but yeah. <laughs> i've literally been listening to it on repeat um but yeah so it's a great song definitely recommend to anyone who you know hasn't listened to it you probably already have <laughs> when, when did it come out 2003 you yeah said? Yeah, which uh, that's a long time ago. Long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so that's my song of the week, "Like a Stone" by Audio Slave. So now we're gonna go into "Under a Rock," and I'll kick us off. So my "Under a Rock" this week is "Moaning Lisa Smile" by Wolf Alice. So a bit of a story with this one. Mm. I've I've heard of Wolf Alice before, but never really came across their music. And it wasn't until last week I was driving somewhere and uh, Triple J, the radio station, they were playing live sets from Splendor in the Grass. Yes, yeah. So they were playing uh, Wolf Alice's set and this song came on and I was like, oh, (laughs) this is my jam. I love this. And um, their energy live was crazy as well. Mm. I was like, it was the only moment where I was like, I wish I was there. Yeah, yeah. Any other time I was like, oh, Splendor. (laughs) (laughs) Just in disgust. (laughs) Exactly. Like, oh, Splendor. Exactly. So you can't say anything. You've been before. I know. (laughs) I know. But I had a terrible experience, but we're not going to go into that. That's a whole nother can of worms. Yes, exactly. So um, Moaning Lisa's Smile. It's... One interesting thing I found out is it is written from the perspective of Lisa Simpson from The Simpsons. Can I just interject? What is with all The Simpsons memes lately? I don't know. I don't understand the obsession with The Simpsons. I mean, I was never allowed to watch it when I was a kid, so maybe I'm not in the club. But I just, yeah, I'm not a Simpsons person. I just don't, I don't know. I love The Simpsons. Granted, as many people would say, the earlier seasons are a lot better. It's literally been going since 1989. 
Yikes. It's still going. Oh, my God. <laughs> which is crazy. Um, but, yeah, that's... Wow. Fun fact, <laughs> I'm not cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway, moving yes, on. Sorry about yes, that. Yes, you are, Maddie. Yes, you are. You are cool. Don't don't stroke my ego. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. So this song, um, it's, yeah, written from her perspective, which is really interesting. Um, but what I love about it, it is literally the grungiest song that has come out this like era I will say like the, these past five years um, it's very much got those grunge elements of the really uh, intense heavy guitar but the vocals uh, I love the vocals they're so blase but yet so powerful and it's just everything that you would expect in sort of like a grunge rock song which, yeah. which I love that's my jam love that that's my jam but um yeah, so, and I checked out, like, their other music, and all their other stuff is like that as well, and I was like, oh my gosh, I have found another band. You know that feeling when you find an artist, and you like pretty much all their stuff, and you're yeah. just like, wow, we are a match made in heaven. You just go on a binge, and you're like, I have never felt so alive. Exactly, that's exactly <laughs> it. That's exactly it. You just feel so good. But, um, yeah, so that is my Under a Rock this week, Moaning Lisa Smile by Wolf Alice. So, Maddie, what's your Under a Rock? My Under a Rock is um, a bit of an interesting one. So, this comes all the way from Christchurch, New Zealand. Ooh. Um, so, this artist, Zoe Hunter, she's released a song called Help Me Along. Now, it's her debut single. And um, I found out a fact that really hurt my soul. <laughs> so, she's 15 years old. Oh, gosh. And I How? just... It just made me sad because... Like, her her voice, guys, is insane. I listened to this song and I was like, wow, it's so soulful. Like, there's so much depth to it. Mm. She's, like, got such a beautiful voice. I was like, this this girl must be at least 24. Like, she sounds like she's got so many years of experience behind her. And then I went to check out her Instagram and it's, like, 15 years old. And I was like, excuse me, what? <laughs> What in the world is going on? Like, yeah. how can a 15-year-old have this much talent? It's not fair. But anyway, it's such... <laughs> I'll ignore that. Um, <laughs> it's such a great song. Like, she's got... So good. Um, like, her main sort of influences are, like, you know, soul and R&B, and that's very, very apparent in this track. Mm. Um, so it was released, I think, like, last month or something, so it's very, very new, and... And yeah, it's her first single, like I said, and it's such a good start. Like it's wow, it's yeah. so groovy, and like she's got so much like conviction when yeah. she sings. She sounds so confident and oh, absolutely confident in like the way that her voice works, and she yeah. knows how to use it properly. Mm. And that's such a good talent to have, like to know like how to manipulate your voice in ways that will you know like get across a message, and because it's all about you know like having struggles in life but it'll be like really good to have someone there to you know like obviously help you along and yeah. like help you through things and it's just such this like feel good soulful it's track. also very mature song writing oh yeah which is just <laughs> bizarre to me because as a 15 year old and the way like that she writes but the way she sings mm. the words it's yeah. like you're 15 you know what i was thinking about when i was 15 <laughs> What Not, I was going to have for lunch. Yeah. I was thinking <laughs> that my life was so bad because I had school the next day and I had an exam. <laughs> like, you know, like, 
But anyway, yeah, it's such crazy. an amazing, amazing singer songwriter. So absolutely check her out. She's definitely. definitely on the way up there um, from Christchurch, New Zealand. So that's Zoe Hunter with Help Me Along. So that's it for Under a Rock. So we'll move on to Caught My Ear now. Um, I'll start with mine. So it's um, Labyrinth's new track, All For Us. Now, I dove into this one a little bit more because it's such an interesting song. And I was like, there's got to be something behind this. And so I found out that he was the lead composer for the new TV show Euphoria with Zendaya in it. Mm. And so it's this very, like, gritty american drama about you know very like teens and like drugs and all of this sort of stuff and it's very it's yeah it's very dark and this song all for us was released on the latest episode i think and it's so musically interesting like there is so, so much going on i have so many thoughts about this so like to begin with the way that it's like all of these different sort of influences have been put together is crazy. Like, there's, it's, I don't, you just need to listen to the song. It's so hard this to This is describe. one you really have to listen to. Really, really to need to grasp listen to. what we're saying. Yeah. It's so crazy. So it's like, it's very, very dark in its mood. It's very gritty. It's got like all of these weird sort of like electronic elements to it, but it's like this slow, like soulful, mm. like... It's like that old soul, like, bordering on, like, before it was even, like, I'm not going to say, like, slave music, but, like, yeah, that type of, like, old, like, really slow, like, driving mm. beat behind mm. it. Um, but there's, like, a couple of moments in the song that really, really stand out to me. So there's one, um, like, after, like, the first chorus or something, there's, like, this really... Um, high-pitched, like, verse, like, a couple of lines. Um, it's, like, sung by this, like, choir. Mm. And it's so cool. Like, the rhythm of, like, the syllables of the words is, like, so punchy. And it's, like, really, really quick. And it's so cool. And then there's another bit later where um, he builds up this chord on the word goodnight. Mm. And it's like this weird like minor like echoey like there's like like there's a million like reverb things on it it's insane yeah it just builds up this chord like right before the last chorus and then it just like goes into it because there's like this silence straight after and it's it all comes so cool it's so haunting yes and like creepy but at the same time it's like just weirdly uplifting Mm. kind of and Mm. then we get to the end and i thought the song had finished but then it comes in with this bit at the end and it's like um i'll have to get the lyrics right give me two seconds yeah um while maddie looks for that i just want to say labyrinths vocals oh my god like i've always i've always believed he's an amazing vocalist he's always showcased his talents in across a bunch of different genres that he's really experimented with but he really shines in this song oh it's insane okay so i found it so the last verse is so it says and they all lived happily ever after and so it keeps like repeating Mm. but they take off like the last word yeah each time so it goes and they all lived happily they all lived 
and they all and then the next line after that is grow up and then it finishes and then it finishes and i was like oh my god it is well it's it's just, a lot it's after a lot. hearing like this masterpiece of like all of these things going on and then it's really really stripped back and there's like just just the vocals and i think it's like a piano or something i can't mm, really remember mm. but it's just like they just say grow up at the end it's, it's so creepy it's confronting it's yeah and the fact because like when i first heard it i didn't know it, that it was like a part of this tv show mm. and then when i looked into it more and like went through the lyrics and really like took a minute to figure out what they were going for in this song it's yeah. just it all ties together so well and he's done such an amazing job on this song such an amazing job it's yeah definitely so good i implore you to listen to it it's so amazing i've mm. always been impressed with labyrinth's songwriting his vocals just everything about what he does yeah it's incredible this but yeah. is definitely like my favorite thing i've heard from him so it's so good i really want to check out once all the episodes for the show have been released like i want to check out like the soundtrack and yeah. listen to each of the original songs that he's done for the for the episodes because man the production it's just it's honestly and i've never heard anything like it before it's incre like it's incredible. incredible i just don't know how else to say it like i need you to listen to it so bad definitely it's so so good but anyway all for us labyrinth is my caught my ear i'll stop talking about it now because <laughs> i think i've done a lot of talking no no <laughs> i this is what i really love about what like why we do this is how passionate we can get about just you know something it's something as simple as the production or like you know those moments that you picked yeah. out like it's just i love how we can just be so passionate and just because music talk about is it. just this incredible thing that like yeah it just goes out to everyone and everyone finds something so universal it's amazing just, oh, oh Mu my god music Phil right philosophical <laughs> Alright, we'll oh, move gosh. on to Vivian's Caught My Ear. Yes, so clo I'll close us out uh, with a... <laughs> so it's a long title. Very long. Be so, prepared. okay, the song is called Dawn of the Dead. So that's the song title. By the band. Does it offend you? Yeah. That's the band name, so... <laughs> with a question mark. With a question mark at the end. So, um, before I go into the song... The band name actually comes from a quote from the British office, which I didn't know, um, but I looked it up before, and yeah, apparently they needed to, they just needed a name when they were uploading music to MySpace. And if any of you still know what that is. <laughs> exactly. And um, they just listened to the first thing that was on TV, and it was The Office, and it was that quote. So that stuck. That's <laughs> the band name. That's the band name. Um but this is the interesting thing about this song. I was listening to it because it came up on... It actually came up on the radio on Triple J, which I was like, oh, that's two two songs this week that I Yeah, found Triple J. Triple Thanks, J. Triple J. <laughs> um, and I was bopping along. I was driving home, and I was like, this is such a happy song. I need to put this on my happy playlist. <laughs> that's my Spotify <laughs> playlist. I have one, too. Mine's called Happy Place. Yeah, mine's called Happy, <laughs> just happy. So... Uh, I was like, this, this is such a nice bop. I have to put this on my happy playlist. And then, so I'm listening, bopping along, and, you know, it's it's a really sort of fun track in terms of the guitars. Got this beautiful chorus effect on it. 
and the chorus is very much like a sing-along chorus you know yeah, indie it's rock very, it's very fun very upbeat but there was one thing <laughs> one thing that i just obsessed over and it was the percussion but it wasn't sort of the percussion as a whole it was like this one symbol one specific sound yeah and it's really hard for me to describe it okay because it's so it's quite small to be honest but it comes in every now and then in the verse but then it's very prominent in the chorus and i just could not stop thinking about it because i just couldn't figure out how they made this sound because at first i was like is it a reverse symbol it kind of sounds like that but then I was like no but that doesn't make any sense because it kind of has this weird effect and then I was like oh wait no maybe it's just muffled and I don't know why and I couldn't figure out either <laughs> it was as soon as Vivian pointed it out to me I was like is that like someone because I thought it sounded like a person saying like ooh ah yeah because like, that's what it sounds again. like because that's exactly what it sounds like and I was like what is this is it a, is it even percussion is exactly. it exactly some other random sample that they've like chopped up and reversed yeah and- and it's so it's so in the background that you know I the only reason why I picked up on it was because I I love like honing in on percussion and songs in general I've always like been fascinated by it so when I heard that I was like what what the hell is what that is that I need to know Obviously. any normal person would just listen no, to it and no. be like this is a good song yeah and honestly <laughs> like there's nothing in terms like of the rest of the song. I, I really like it because it, it is so upbeat and it is so fun and you can just sort of bop around to it. But the fact that I could just pick up on that one thing, it just, it I was like, this has to go in my court, my ear, because I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> it's like obsessing over this one thing. Literally, yeah. And For I days. still haven't figured it out. So and I don't think you ever will, unfortunately. Probably so not, unless it's gonna haunt your nightmares. <laughs> unless does it offend you? Yeah, wanna you know, get on to me and <laughs> let me know. Shoot <laughs> us a DM, please. We'd love to know what you did on that specific sound. They probably don't even know. They probably don't even know what I would care. be talking about. But you know, <laughs> maybe you guys will understand my feels. <laughs> so. Uh, And with that, (laughs) that was Dawn of the Dead by Does It Offend You Year as my caught my ear this week. And with that, that is the end of this episode. So thank you so much for listening, guys. We really, really love that you guys tune in every week and, you know, give us your thoughts on um, what we've been listening to. We really appreciate you guys. You're our fans. Love yous. Love yous. <laughs> um, so you can check us out on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, the whole lot. Um, the whole shebang. The whole shebang. We actually are going to look into um, if there's any other podcast services that we may have missed out on. And if, you know, if there's a major one that we missed, we'll, you know, update and you guys. And if you have any that you sort yeah. of listen to that we're not on. Please let us know. Let us know. We want to be um, as available as we can be to as many people. Yeah, so um, you can also let us know what you think about this week's episode and what we thought of, uh, what you thought of the songs that we talked about. Um, we definitely love hearing your thoughts and whether you agree with this or don't agree with this, we love hearing your opinions. Yes. Um, and if you have any recommendations of songs that you want us to have a chat about or listen to, send us a message, chuck us a comment. Uh, we'll, we'd love to you know expand our horizons and listen to new music. 
Um, so you can follow us on our social media at Caught My Ear Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can follow us there for all the latest updates. And we'll be back next Monday with a new episode. So see you then, guys. Bye, guys.